Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru and also my mom and business partner. Hi, Mom. Hi, Greg. How are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty darn well. It's a it's a bit of a rainy day here, so it's it's a good indoor day to do stuff uh, that that involves cuddling up on a couch and reading some good books or something. I think. Oh, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. I've been working hard all day, but I'm happy that it's raining because all my new seeds in my garden will be very, the plants I put in last week will be very happy. Very nice. Very nice. So we had a number of user questions coming in, or listener questions, I should say. Uh, my, my, my past as a computer programmer showing through there. Yeah. Uh, some listener questions are coming in about using uh, some of the uh, online social media, especially LinkedIn, uh, uh, to grow, grow our networks. And um, uh, you and I, let's, let's just come right off the top. We are not social media experts. By any stretch um, of the imagination. By any stretch of the imagination. However, we do kind of look at social media as a mechanism for communication. And that, uh, with that, we can make some commentary on how to best use it for networking. Would that be Would that be safe to say? That would be very safe to say. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll, I think we're going to address these questions. There were three different questions. Uh, one, the first one's from Janae Wilson. And uh, she says, I reached out to people on LinkedIn last month for a quote or advice that I could use, and only four of the 10 responded. These are people I have had communications with in the past. Is that a networking issue or are people using LinkedIn less? So what do you think about that? So as we already said, we're not social media experts. So I have no idea at all if people are using LinkedIn less. However, those who are, for Four, four, four out of 10, that's 40%. I think that's pretty good results from people that you know. Now, she didn't say how well she knows these people. Mm-hmm. It could be that she is acquainted and they got the email and they're like, I don't have time for this. I'll do it later. Or I don't know this person that well. I'm not going to do this for her. And the second thought that came to my head was, well, if you know these people, why aren't you just picking up the phone and calling them? Because it would be so much more personal. And then you mentioned that there's a third reason, and that is a lot of people may not even know that they've gotten a message on LinkedIn because they may not have the notification set up to be sent to their email or their text or however you do that. I know it comes to my email. I have no idea how that got set up, by the way. And <laughs> every so often I just get this notification and I laugh because with my, my new international connections, they convinced me to set up the WhatsApp app so that I can text internationally, but I didn't know I needed to set up notifications and they were sending me WhatsApp text and I didn't, had no idea that I was getting them until one of them emailed and said, you're a little behind on your, your texts from us. I'm like, oh. So perhaps these people haven't set up a notification just like me. <laughs> I, I guess that's something that we, we need to be aware of is that, uh, you know, one, uh, they may not be getting any sort of notification uh, that for whatever reason they may have turned them off. 
I know that at one point LinkedIn was sending me so much stuff because it would also send me articles and that I got tired of it. And I, I may have turned off a lot of those things. And so I'm not getting notifications anymore. Um, it, it also might be that just LinkedIn isn't their preferred mechanism for communication. Uh, maybe they prefer email. Maybe they prefer uh, texting. Maybe they actually prefer a phone call. Exactly. Uh, so I think, I think what we're talking about networking, we have to be aware of the needs of the people we're reaching out to, don't we? So much of that is so important. And what I, but I still think four out of 10 is not bad. Now, I don't know what the, evidently this person, was it her name, Janine? What was her first Janae, name? Janae, yeah. Janae. She wanted... Janae. Janae. She probably wanted to get 10 out of 10. I don't think that's going to happen in the real world because people are busy. Life is happening. So she should have thought ahead. Well, you know, if I want 10 responses, I probably have to reach out to 20 people at least, even if she knows mm. them well. I mean, I know I have some things in my email queue, which is my favorite form of communication that I need to get to, but it probably won't happen today because life's getting in the way. Yep. Well, and, and yeah, people are busy and, and they don't necessarily respond immediately to our uh, outreach to them. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you haven't heard from the, from the, from them for a week or so, why not send a message saying, Hey, you know, I just wanted to see if you had a chance to, to look at this and, and get a, get your feedback on it or whatever. But or even calling it, hey, I didn't hear from you. I just want to make sure everything's okay. Maybe treat them like a human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also, I hadn't thought about this until just now. <clears throat> when was the last time that you reached out to them to just chat rather than asking for mm. something? Or when was the last time you even reached out to them? If it's been six months to a year, they may not even remember who you are, number one. <laughs> And they may be thinking the only time I hear from that person is that they want something. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't even thought of that particular aspect. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, we need to, we, we can't assume that LinkedIn is failing miserably if, if we're getting a four out of 10 responses, depending upon now. Yeah. If these are all your best friends, then maybe that's not, not good, but maybe they're, they're not just your best friends. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's move on to the next question. This one's from Kat Mellett. Uh, she says, uh, how do I use LinkedIn to grow and benefit from my network? Do you want to talk first so that you can go first and be nice and then I'll have to say my piece at the end? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there's, there's a variety of uh, mechanisms you can use in LinkedIn. Um, you know, some of the simplest are if you're trying to reach into a particular company, you can find out who you know that's in your in your connection list and ask them for an introduction. Um, you can you know reach out to your network and ask who else should I meet. Yeah, especially you know we're we're right now still kind of in the middle of this whole COVID nineteen shutdown thing, so we're not having the opportunity to go out to uh, networking events like we once did. And even those networking events we do have are all virtual, so you can't just kind of chat with someone off to the side. Um, or it's, it's kind of limited anyway. So, uh, you know, reaching out to your network and saying, Hey, who else should I be meeting, uh, with the idea of expanding your network that way, not necessarily just for a sale. 
Uh, so you you do have some uh, some benefits. Uh, I also like you know, LinkedIn. They send out notifications uh, about the people in your network, uh, their birthdays and and maybe uh, special events that are going on. They have some sort of an anniversary of their employment or they found new employment. Uh, I like using those as an excuse to just reach out to the people that are in that network already to help strengthen and and maintain those ties. Those are all great answers, Greg and and. My, my answer is much more abrupt, which is, um, so repeat the question again, because I want to get this right. Kat asked, how do I use LinkedIn to grow and benefit from my network? So I think the question should be, how do I use LinkedIn to help my network grow and benefit from each other or from me, as opposed to what can I get? How can I help others to get better or get more successful? For example, going onto LinkedIn, people post a lot of articles on LinkedIn and going into some of maybe the, um, for example, with um, the person before the 10 people that she reached out to, if they're on LinkedIn, they've probably posted information or articles or stuff on LinkedIn. How about sharing that article out to your network? so that you're helping that person to gain a better traction. I think you have to take a look at why am I there and is it a selfish reason? And if it is, then probably your network is not going to grow a lot. It's probably going to shrivel a little bit, as a matter of fact. Hmm. But if, you're, if your goal is, what can I do to the people that are out there to help them to be better because of their connection to me? How can I add value to their lives? And how can I use LinkedIn to do that? As you said so well at the beginning, LinkedIn is a tool unless you use it like that rather than, um, and, and I look at it as a um, fine woodworking tool right at the end, as opposed to the bludgeon where you're knocking down the tree <laughs> to make something. Well, yeah, it's 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 a tool for the way I like I, I'm focusing on the social aspect of social media. It's not a it's not a sales media. It's social. It's it's our means to reach out, make connection, and and create community. It's not. I think a lot of people they get so focused on making a sale that they forget that we tend to ignore commercials. And if all you're doing is trying to make commercials, then you're the one that's getting ignored. Yep, you're doing the push out rather than the pull in. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on to question number three. This one's from Kathy Harper. What is your take on introducing yourself to total strangers on LinkedIn? Uh, Her reasoning is I'm having difficulty finding an in at a large publishing house and have been sending cold emails to third level matches using addresses that ought to be correct based on the email address pattern of the business and no luck so far. Uh, I I know that that's probably surprising to you that she's had no luck using the cold, cold email mechanism. I wonder why. Think about it. (laughs) So what could Kathy do instead (laughs) that, that might be more effective? Well, uh, you already mentioned using the connections that you have. So you may have connections on Uh, LinkedIn that can lead you to someone in that publishing house that I would reach out to those first and second level connections first and say, I wonder if you'd be willing to help me. I am trying to get to the, you know, whatever job classification it is at a certain company. And I noticed on LinkedIn that you are connected with this person. 
and then um, I wonder if you'd be willing to at least make a email introduction or a LinkedIn introduction. I always go, of course, for the personal introduction or the Zoom introduction because that's so much better. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, I mean, think about it. If you, if uh, first of all, if I get a request from out of the blue from someone I don't know in any, whether it's on LinkedIn, email, any way, shape, or form, I ignore it. Yeah, of course. Because I have I have lots of people in my network that I want to help be more successful rather than some person that um, I have no idea who they are. And they could be a stalker. They could be someone that wants to hack my computer. I mean, you never know these days what, what someone is trying to do. Now, here's what I have found that's really interesting. We're only focusing on LinkedIn because these three questions came in about LinkedIn. But what I have found in using the scenario that I talked about above, where looks like, you know, you're also linked with that on LinkedIn, I would say less than half, or excuse me, more than half the time, the reaction that I get from the person that I've reached out to is, oh, I don't even know that person. Because for whatever mm-hmm. reason, people think they need to have a whole bunch of LinkedIn connections that don't mean anything. It's just numbers to them. And I don't know why that mindset got out there, but it is. What I have found is if I do my research on Facebook, which is supposed to be the more social, less business uh, app, that people who are friends that, I, you know, that, so if I, I look for someone and then I find that I have mutual friends with that person on, on Facebook and I reach out and say, hey, mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. And would, um, would you be willing to make that introduction? They, I would say 90% of the time, they do know the person and they're willing to help or not sometimes. But I mean, they at least know the person. So it's a better starting point. Interesting. Because I always used to first start with LinkedIn and then go to Facebook. But I have, I have done a 180. I start with Facebook now and then I um, go to, to uh, LinkedIn after that. Well, it's almost kind of interesting that, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn in some ways has become sort of the business card, the modern business card. Uh, you know, you, you pass them back and forth at networking events and you go, you know, you get home to your office and sometimes you can't even remember the name, you know, the faces of the people, the cards that you have. Um, so whereas Facebook tends to be a little more different, there's, there's almost a social um, a, a weight to them. You don't, you don't agree to be someone's friend on Facebook unless you actually kind of know them. Right. <laughs> right. Because you're sharing so much of your personal life, or at least usually you are much more so than you would on LinkedIn. Obviously you don't want just the whole world seeing that. At least I don't. I will say that um, my network of people on Facebook is minimal compared to the people that I have allowed to <laughs> accept into my network, which is a fairly small network compared to the rest of the world. Mm. But I only link with people that I know on LinkedIn. I don't have to know them um, in a personal sense, though. So my my Facebook connections are much stronger than my LinkedIn connections. And I think that's the same for most everyone. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that, you know, I, I started using LinkedIn back when it was it was first came out. And they specifically had a rule that you shouldn't accept someone as a as a uh, uh, connection in LinkedIn that you wouldn't be willing to refer. Right. And so I, I kind of took that to heart. That's the way I've always been. Now, I know that over time, of course, you know, these things have evolved a little bit. But 
Um, that's still kind of the approach I take. Is I don't, I just, I don't just accept people on LinkedIn unless I've actually, they have to have at least gone to one of my speaking engagements <laughs> before yeah. I'll, I'll start considering accepting them. So there, there's some, um, you know, there's some sort of connection that you have so that they are not just a name. Exactly. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, despite the fact that I, I kind of put myself out there as a networker, there are people on my LinkedIn list that I haven't talked to in five or six or 10 years. Uh, you know, we, we, we connected at one time and the, the relationship never really went much beyond that. And, you know, these things happened and it's, it's perfectly normal. Um, but you know, if someone takes a look at my, my LinkedIn list and they say, Oh, you know, could you connect me with so-and-so? Like, well, it was 10 years ago and they were in one of my networking events and that was about it. So, um, so you know, maybe I should be better about going through and doing some spring cleaning. I don't know. Maybe you never know. So the, the question that was asked, which was, you know, how come you know, I'm not making any progress with these emails that I'm sending out to third level people, they don't know you. They have no reason to give you any of their time, to give you any of their knowledge. There's, there's nothing in it for them as far as they can see at this point. You're asking for them to help you and they, they have no idea who you are or what it might do to their reputation. And that risk is huge for most people because that means that they have made a commitment when they're introducing you to someone that to the person that they're introducing you to, that you're a good person when in fact they don't know that they don't know if you're credible. Right. And um, so I, I don't think that that is ever going to work. It's probably going to be, if you just want to spend a day wait um, doing activity, that's not going to give you any return on your investment. It's a good way to spend your day sending out messages like that, but that's not what I want to do. I would rather go to my contacts that are really strong and maybe in town. It'd be surprising. Uh, and I don't even know if this publishing house where this person lives is in town or in a different area, but I would guess mm. if he or she would reach out to the people that they know already and say, this is what I'm trying to do. This is who I'm trying to get to. Do you have anyone in your network that's like this? Or actually, do you have this person in your network? And would you be willing to help me get an introduction to this person? That's going to be so much better. And they, it sounds sure. like they only need I mean, one, one or two. So it's going to happen much better that way. Yeah, and, and, and as you pointed out, they if you're contacting a third-level person, they, they don't know you from Adam. So they they have no vested interest in in actually helping you. It's when someone they know introduces you, right? That it it creates a, a sort of a, a more of a social weight to it, and they they're not they have nothing that they owe to you. It's what they owe to the other person that sort of makes that work. Yeah, um, it's it's and, an established relationship. So. I will tell you that. All right. Well, well I think we. I, I do have a story, well, Greg. So just hold on here. Oh, you have a story about LinkedIn? I yes, I do. It's actually about Yay. reaching out to a third level that Debbie Peters did. But interestingly, oh um, as many of you know, I'm a member of Business Network International, or BNI, as it's known. And one of my fellow members asked for a specific person that he wanted to get connected to in the area um, nearby. But I didn't know this person. And this person is on LinkedIn, and he is a third to me. Although now he's a second, we might even be first now, but 
uh, I could not find anyone in between that knew this person. And I really wanted to help my member. So uh, I reached out to that person, that third, and I said, I am breaking my own rule by reaching out to see if we could connect, even though we've not met, here's why. <laughs> and then I told him, you know, that John and John, and I told him about John and why John wanted to reach out to him and wondered if there would be a way that we could get um, this person and John connected. And he got back right out to me within minutes and wow. said, yes, yes, of course, he'd be happy to do that. And I think it's because I used a little humor when I started and said, I'm breaking my own rule here. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just the, the, um, what, do, what do you call it? The um, template that, that yeah. LinkedIn provides you. That can work. But I, I think at that point you were definitely, and, and maybe some of it was the message was not of benefit to you. It was of benefit to someone else so that that actually you know, makes them listen a little bit more. That's exactly could be the a point. variety of options there. That's exactly the yeah. point that I was going to make that I wasn't asking for me. I was asking for someone else. So to summarize, Excellent. LinkedIn is a tool. Summarize. That we can, yeah. That we can use for networking, but it's not, it's not a, an excuse for reaching out to people that we don't know or gaining something from people that we don't know or gaining something before we give something in value first. Hmm. It's just like actual networking then, right? In-person networking? Isn't that an interesting concept? (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good. Well, I hope we've answered the questions that that were placed to us. Um, If you have any questions out there, please feel free to contact us. We will be posting this uh, recording on our Facebook pages or the Reluctant Networker and Connects Nation. Uh, information will be in the, uh, the episode notes. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to have you subscribe so we can continue coming back to you each week. And please feel free to share this with anybody who you think that might help. Um, other than that, I guess uh, we're going to sign out for today. Uh, go out and make some great connections. And talk to you later, Mom. Bye, Greg. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.